Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I'm going to be going in, in the Bible today to John chapter 14. I'm starting a new series, a series on the Holy Spirit today. And you don't want to miss none of it. I'm, I'm telling you, you don't want to miss one thing on this. And, and uh, uh, so I'm telling you, God's going to minister in a powerful way in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. John chapter 14, we're going to begin reading today in verse 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Shout amen to that. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's a word for the church right now. Jesus said, if you'll ask me, if you'll come to me about some of this stuff and quit tripping and going to other places, amen. But come to me on some stuff. Hallelujah. He says, if you, watch what he says. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. What is his commandments? His commandments was love your brother, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. That's the commandments. He said, on these two, you can hang anything that's been written. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And he says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, and that he may abide with you forever. Everybody shout helper. Come on, say helper. And the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you now I need you to catch this other part and will be in you he dwells with you and he will be in you Jesus is talking to a future a future uh, happening here a future uh, something that's going to happen in the future with these people and now listen to verse 18 I will not leave you orphans I just want to tell the church you don't have to keep putting up with the orphan spirit he says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. And at that day, you will know that I am in, the, in my Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 23, and if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give, uh, give to you. 
let your heart, watch, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. One more uh, passage of scripture. I want you to go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16 and verse 5. Hallelujah. Now listen to what he says. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, here we go again, everybody say helper. The helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Let's pray today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have these next few moments with your people. Lord, many are here today, present in the building. Many are watching today. Lord, families are represented. I'm sure some nations are represented today, God. Lord, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, above all else, that your perfect will would be done and that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. I'm asking today, Spirit of the Lord, as I've asked you all week, that we would leave here today with a greater awareness of who you are in our lives, a greater awareness of how you want to use us in the last days, a greater awareness of your presence, of your anointing, of your power, and of your voice. I pray, Spirit of the Lord, that you would now arrest every person under the sound of my voice here and watching online today. And I pray that as I preach your word, that the glory of God would manifest and that the uh, conviction would fall upon every person in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, look upon my availability and not my ability today and move every mountain that may be in the way and bring down every wall that may be in the way and bring down every opposition that may be in the way and pull down every hindrance that may be trying to stand in the way of what you want to do in our lives today. We thank you for what you're about to do. We pray these things in the name above every name, the name of Jesus and everybody shout amen. Come on, can you give the Lord a praise for his word today? Hallelujah. <clears throat> you may be seated in the presence of God. Now, if you'll just bear with me for just a few moments. I want to bring uh, somewhat of an introduction to you today so that you will know kind of what to expect over the next several weeks that we're going to do this series while setting up what I'm going to preach today. Uh, we're, going to do a, we're going to do a series on the Holy Spirit. And over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about, preach on it, and teach on many things about the Holy Spirit, which I'm sure a great number of people have questions about. Uh, especially if you are new to this ministry, you have questions about certain things that are happening around this ministry. There's probably some of you saying, what in the Sanhedrin happened this morning? 
Amen. It's called, it's called being the Bible. My God, is the speakers working? It's called living the Bible, church. It's called being full of the Holy Ghost, church. That's what it's called. And so I know you have uh, several questions about this. Over the next several weeks, we're going to pull out from the Bible what the Lord has to say about the Holy Spirit. And God willing, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the operation of the gifts in the church. We're going to talk about and teach on the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Oh, glory. The manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We're going to preach about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Oh, somebody's saying, I didn't know churches even preached on the baptism. Amen. That's don't go there right now. Amen. We preach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and, and the, uh, the Holy Ghost and power and how desperately the church is in need of a fresh infilling in these last days. Can you give the Lord a hand if you believe that right now? Oh, we're going to teach and preach on the anointing of the Holy Spirit and how we need that precious anointing in these last days. We're going to preach on how the Holy Spirit has, oh, here we go, has been ostracized and kicked out of the church while man builds his own ministry. Uh, but before we went into all that, I wanted to take this first message on this series and introduce to you my close friend, my God, and my helper. Uh, we call him the Holy Ghost. I want to take this first message and teach and preach on who he is. Many people know what he can do. Many people are familiar with his manifestations. Many people even know and are familiar with his gifts, but not everybody knows him. I want to I talk about knowing him. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. In case you're new to the faith, we, we do not believe in three gods. We believe in one God in three persons. Uh, the Bible says here, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. We call this Godhead Trinity. Some people don't believe in the Trinity. They, they will tell you that, that, that you can't find the word Trinity in the Bible, and I'll tell you they're exactly right. You can't find the word Trinity in the Bible. You can't find the word rapture in the Bible. But how many believe you're going up in one? You can't find the word Trinity in the Bible. However, the Bible teaches the concept. The Bible teaches the doctrine, the, the doctrinal truths of the Trinity. Uh, I'll, that's, let's just talk about that for a moment. The Bible teaches this in Genesis chapter 1. Uh, by the third verse, you see the Father represented, Jesus, the Word represented, and the Holy Ghost represented. When Jesus was baptized in water, the Trinity was present. The Father spoke from heaven. The Son was baptized in water, and the Spirit came upon him. In John 14, 16, Jesus speaks of the Trinity. He says, I am going and I'm going to pray the Father and he will send you the helper, the Holy Ghost. I just wanted to put that doctrinal truth to you real quick. I'm taking this first message of the series to introduce to you the Holy Spirit because I see two atrocities that are happening in the church right now. Uh, this ain't what I'm teaching on today, but it's got, it bears mentioning. The first atrocity is, is, is with the people who are familiar with his manifestations. 
familiar with his gifts, but ignore him as God in their life every day. Can we talk for a minute? Now, in this first group, we have people who are familiar with him and love the manifestations of the Spirit. They love the gifts. Matter of fact, they're willing to be used by the Spirit in many different, different ways, and that is good. That's a good thing. I want you to be ministered. I want you to be used by the Holy Ghost. I want his gifts flowing through you. However, the same Spirit that is using you and flowing through you while you're at church should be the same Spirit that is leading and guiding you while you're not at church. Can we talk for a moment? That simply means that the spirit that quickened you to speak in tongues or to give a word of acknowledge or, or ex, you know, any of the gifts is the same spirit that you are to yield to when you get offended and say, I ain't going back to the church anymore. And he says, yes, you are. Repent and humble yourself. That simply means the same spirit that causes you to intercede in tongues is the same spirit you're to yield to when he says, put that bottle down and be holy for I am holy. Uh, I lost some of my amen crowd. That simply means that the same spirit that uses you to be a leader in this house is the same spirit you're to yield to when it's time to show up on a regular basis and serve in this house. Uh, we're going to talk as bad, uh, as bad as the first atrocity is to the Holy Spirit, it is not as bad as the second group. This group has given the Holy Spirit an eviction notice. This group has, they, they have ostracized him, silenced him, and assigned him to a back room closet that nobody wants to go into. It's called the Holy Spirit room. Oh, they sing about him during worship so people can feel his presence, but they shut him back down so no conviction can come when the preaching of the word happens. And I'm here to say it's not right. Before we start picking on our dear Baptist and Methodist brothers and sisters. Before we start putting them out there and say they don't. We must first look internally. At least they don't have Pentecostal on their signs and position papers. We have Pentecostal, and when I say we, I'm talking about the Pentecostal church. We have Pentecostals on our signs and position papers. We, 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 have, uh, we, we have all this and claim to be Pentecostal, but many places, I'm saying most places, have not seen a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in their worship services in three years. These are Assembly of God churches. Church of God churches. Four square churches. Church of God in Christ churches. People who claim to have this monopoly on the Holy Ghost. It's going to get better. Y'all stay with me. I, I got I to kick some devils out of the room before we can preach now. Uh, their, their worship services are more like Hollywood productions than heavenly encounters. And you may ask me, Pastor, why won't they allow him to move? Because the last time he moved, a demon came out and someone uh, came out of someone and it scared a certain community leader that was present. And the pastor spent three weeks promising the leader that it would never happen again if he had just come back. Therefore, consequently, the pastor chose being popular over being prophetic. God's calling a prophetic generation. 
Pastor, why won't they allow him to move? Because the last time he moved, people who had attended for two years and were members finally walked down to an altar and truly got saved. And it embarrassed the leadership because the people that walked down and were, and the people who walked down and got find, truly saved had been teaching classes for two years. I want to talk for a moment. Went and preached at a church. I'm not going to name it. My wife was with me. Mike was with me. Got done preaching, did an altar call. 22 people came down and gave their lives to the Lord. That's your chance to clap and say thank you, Jesus, right there. <laughs> 22 people came down and gave their lives to the Lord. People were weeping all over the place. And, and, I, and when I go and preach in other places, and I tell my ministers who are under my authority, to, when, when you go preach in other places, you're under that pastor's authority, and that's how it is. Whatever that pastor says you do, you can't go in there being no rebel. God ain't going to bless it. So they came down. I, I, I said a corporate prayer with him, handed it over to the pastor, and I could tell he had no idea what to do. He stood up and said, wasn't that a good word today? God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Had no idea how to move in the Holy Ghost. While 22 people were sitting there broken before God. 22 people had walked down. Some told me after the service they had been there eight years. Eight years. No conviction of the Holy Ghost. No getting right with God. Went and preached in another church out of state. It took five minutes. Five minutes for everybody that was coming to the altar to finally get to the altar. That's how many people were coming. I've come to find out that a bunch of people get saved, you don't get invited back. Because they would rather hide and pacify their demons and get people free in the Holy Ghost. But I came to tell you today that the Spirit of God is looking for a place to move right now. Hallelujah. Pastor, why won't they let him move? Because the last time he moved, people were convicted of their sloppy prayer lives and their lack of commitment and they gritted their teeth at him instead of kneeling at an altar to him. But church, I have made up our, my mind that here at ALC, we're always going to be a people that are full of the Holy Ghost. I have made up my mind that we're going to be people of the Spirit inside the church and outside the church. We will cast out demons inside the church and outside the church. We will speak with new tongues inside the church and outside the church and we will witness of the power and the resurrection of Jesus to every nation. Hallelujah. Glory. What this world needs is some people that have been dipped in some new wine. What this world needs is some people that have hit their knees and said, God, I can't live off of yesterday's bread, but let me have some fresh manna. Let me have some fresh oil. Let me have some fresh anointing today. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, let him move. Come on, shout, let him move. Shout, let him move. I need you to understand, I'm not saying let it move. People who refer to the Holy Spirit as a it, they're either freshly saved or don't know him. Let him move. Beloved, one of the reasons the church is in such a panic right now is because for so long, 
Leaders and churches have not, not allowed the Holy Ghost to lead the ministries. Therefore, everything that is learned has been learned through a church growth conference. It's been learned through a book. I'm not saying anything's wrong with these. I'm just saying when they become the guiding factor, the number one guiding factor of your life, you better be careful. Because what you learned at a church growth conference ain't working right now. Oh, I'm going to talk for a minute. What you, what you learned about all the gimmicks and all the programs to try to get people in the house, it ain't working right now. People are looking for one thing and one thing only. They're saying, how can I drop this addiction? How can I drop this offense? How can I get rid of my depression? How can I get my baby son, my baby daughter to come in and find somebody who is really full of the Holy Ghost? I've tried it all else, but ain't none of it working. It ain't working no more. Hallelujah. If the church of this land would come back to the communion of the Holy Spirit, if the church would get back to allowing him to lead the ministry and the people, and if the church of this land would come back to a place of not being embarrassed when he moves, Let's pick on me for a minute. I've said this before, but you know, there might be new people here today, and that might have been your thought this morning. You finally got your family member to come to church today. You have begged, pleaded, borrowed, and bribed. And your prayer last night was, Lord, don't let them speak in tongues today. Can, can they just at least come for two or three weeks before? Can they at least just come for a little while before somebody stands up and speaks in tongues? You got to watch that. Everybody's dealt with it, by the way. Everybody, including myself, has dealt with that. But you got to watch that. Because ultimately what you're saying is, Holy Spirit, I know what's best. And you don't. Can I testify of a, a man and a woman that if it had not been for the gifts of tongues, and it had not been for the interpretation of tongues, I don't know where we would be right now, but there was a man of God and a woman of God that stood up full of the Holy Ghost and one spoke in tongues and one interpreted the tongues and it was turn around and reading our mail. And all of a sudden we came down to an altar and we realized that without Jesus, we was on our way to a hell. And we realized that we were sinners and we realized we had turned around and offended a God that loved me so much that he gave his only son for us. And we repented at that altar that, that day and I I heard the Holy Ghost say, I've called you to preach my word. Thank God there was somebody bold enough, full of the Spirit enough to stand up and be used by the Spirit of God so two sinners could come home to the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb. So two sinners could come home. Y'all should have seen the people looking when we walked in. <laughs> it went around the church real fast. 
I don't know this, but I believe they probably, they probably uh, had an intercessory group all of a sudden called together and start praying. It worked. Hallelujah, it worked. Can we give the Lord a hand clap? It worked this morning. <laughs> Glory be to God. We can't be embarrassed of the Holy Ghost. We can't be embarrassed of the Holy Ghost. And you might as well make up your mind right now. Can I tell you not everybody's going to get saved? I know you don't want to hear that. I know you don't want to hear that. You want me to tell you that God's going to save every person on the face of this earth right now, but that is just not the truth. God does not step beyond people's free will for nobody, not you, not me, not anything. People have a choice, and they decide whether they want to come and receive this free salvation or not, and if they don't, that is their own business, but as for me and my house, we will serve the living God. Hallelujah! Let's talk about it this morning. I want to I introduce you. The reason the church is in the, in the mess it's in right now because, like I said, that these programs, all these gimmicks, they don't work against what's coming right now. Devil don't care about your program. Devil will be in your program. <laughs> he don't care. Number one, I want to introduce him to you today first as the helper. The helper. John 14, 16, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. I want to point out two things in this verse real quickly that will help us understand who the Holy Spirit is. First, Jesus says, I am going away and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Why did he say another helper? Why didn't he just say he is going to give you the helper? He said, I'm going to give you another helper. What you must first understand is that while Jesus was on the earth, he was the helper. He was the helper. While Jesus was on the earth, if someone needed help in any way, they came to Jesus and asked for it. And while he was on the earth, he was the helper to all people. But think about it. Think about this. When they had a multitude out there and they were hungry and they couldn't feed them all, they came to Jesus, the helper, and Jesus said, okay, give me what you got, and I will multiply it, and we will feed everybody. And we see this happening a couple times, the, the feeding of the 4,000 and the feeding of the 5,000. Of the 5,000, we will see this. Jesus helped take what was little and make it a lot. Jesus took five loaves and two fish and fed a multitude. Peter has a tax issue. The IRS is coming to log him up. Jesus tells him, I tell you what, I, I need you to put a black trick worm on that bait caster you got. I just let I just help some of y'all right now. I'm helping some of y'all. A black trick worm on that bait caster you got, go out, catch a fish. And when you pull that bass in, he said, look in his mouth, and there's gonna be a gold coin in his mouth. He said, go pay mine and your taxes. Peter had, a, Peter had an issue. He came to Jesus and needed help, and he got the help that he needed. Uh, there was also when the disciples were, on, were in trouble on, a, on the sea, and the Bible says the wind was blowing and the waves were big, and Jesus is knocked out in the front of the boat like he has taken a cap full of NyQuil. He is asleep, and, and he is he's just snoring. And they say, Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing? They came to him for help. He stood up and rebuked the storm. And the Bible says that the water
water calm now. He was the helper in the middle of the storm. Y'all ain't got it yet. When a centurion had a servant at home and he was sick unto death and he came to Jesus and said, I got faith in you. Jesus said, I have not seen faith in all Israel like this. And he said, from that hour, his servant was healed and raised up in his name. He came to Jesus and found his help. There was a woman with the issue of blood. Y'all ain't got it yet. She had went to all the doctors and they could not help her. She had spent everything she owned, but there was some faith that came in her and said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she crawled and she kicked and she pushed until she grabbed that hem and she was helped and she was loose from her infirmity. Pastor, what are you trying to say? Jesus says, he says, I'm going to go to the Father, and the Father's going to send you not a helper, not the help. Watch, another helper. Now you got it. He said he's going to send you another helper. In other words, he's going to be just like me. He said, but the good thing or the better thing about this is if I was over here healing the woman with the issue of blood... I could not have been 15 miles away multiplying the food. He said, but this, this helper, this another helper is just like me. And the good thing about him is that he can be healing somebody over here, multiplying bread over there, filling somebody over there, convicting somebody over there, and turning a situation around for you over here. He is another helper. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord. I feel the presence of God just sweeping this house. While Jesus said, while I was on earth, I chose to be confined to a body. But when the, another helper comes, he, he chooses to be confined to the body. Hallelujah. He's going to be confined to the body because the world cannot receive him. The world knoweth not him, but those who are in the blood and have been cleansed shall know him and he will be in them. So since he is another helper, if you came to me for the bread to be multiplied, go to him for the bread to be multiplied. Come on, somebody. If you came to me for your healing, go to him for your healing. If you came to me to quiet the storm, go to him to quiet the storm. If you came to me to raise Lazarus up, go to him to raise Lazarus up. Because the same spirit that dwelt within Jesus and quickened his mortal body and raised him up from the dead dwelleth within you. Be led by the spirit. Be empowered by the spirit. Be guided by the spirit. Be influenced by the spirit. And be empowered by the spirit somebody say let him help come on somebody say let him help the second thing I want to talk about in this verse is that the Bible says that the helper will abide for abide with you forever in other words Jesus was saying he said uh, he's, he's saying I'm not going to abide with you forever I know you were taught that in, in, in VBS. But Jesus is not with you. The Holy Ghost is with you. 
Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. And he has not stepped off his throne. Oh, glory, that messed some people's doctrine up right there for a minute. He said, I'm not going to abide with you forever. I'm about to die on a cross. I'm about to be raised from the dead. But there's a time where I, am go- I have to ascend back to heaven and sit down at the right hand of the Father. But the Father is sending another helper, and he will abide with you forever. You don't have to worry about him leaving. You don't have to worry about him dying. You don't have to worry about him turning around and saying, I don't like you no more. He don't, you don't have to worry about him unfriending you on Facebook. You don't have to worry about whether he's going to be there through your trial. He said, I will be there. I will abide with you forever. Hallelujah. You ain't got to worry about whether he's present in your trouble. He will abide with you forever. You don't have to worry about him and not being present when you're facing hard times. I will abide with you forever. Glory be to God. Oh, can't you feel the Holy Ghost in the place? Hallelujah. You thought you knew him. You just know his evidence. But when you come to a place where you start riding down the road, tell me, Holy Ghost, thank you for being here. Oh, when you come to a place where you start looking at your trouble and say, I ain't worried about it, the Holy Ghost is with me. When you start looking at your dark season and say, I ain't tripping, our Holy Ghost is with me. Uh, when you start looking at situations that everybody said you're dying, you tell them I'm going to walk through it and come out as fine gold on the other side of it. Why the Holy Ghost is with me? This is when you start knowing him. And I want to bring number two to you today. That's all we're going to get through today. Number two, I want to introduce you to him secondly as the spirit of adoption. When I was praying this morning about this, I felt that in this second point, there are some people that have been trying to run for God, live for the Lord, but there's just been something that keeps pulling you back. And I felt in prayer this morning that as I taught on the spirit of adoption, something's going to break over some people in this ministry today. You're about to be set so free. I'm telling you right now. In John chapter 14, verse 18, Jesus said, I will not leave you. Everybody say, leave you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, the Bible says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. According to the dictionary, the definition of an orphan is a child whose parents have died. Stay with me. Jesus tells them, I will not leave you orphans. In other words, I'm going to die, and for a small period of time, you're going to feel like an orphan. You're going to feel like you're all by yourself. You're going to feel like you have been left alone to deal with your own stuff. He says, but don't trip. 
I will not leave you an orphan. I will come to you. And we know that Jesus did die on a cross. And we know that three days later he did, he was raised from the dead. But even through that, he had, even though he had been raised from the dead, even though he was walking around for 40 days showing himself to people, I need you to understand they still felt as orphans. Why? Because Jesus, did, Jesus was not with them every hour of every day. Jesus would not show himself. He would only show himself periodically over this 40 days. He would come in and then he would leave. He would come in and he would leave. He would come in and he would leave. But he said, I will not leave you an orphan. Therefore, Jesus' last command was to them. He said, go and wait in Jerusalem until they have been filled with the Holy Ghost, until they have been endued with power from on high. Go and wait in the upper room. Go and wait in Jerusalem until the day of Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And the Holy Spirit was poured out on all of them. Everybody shout all of them. Everybody in the upper room. Now listen, when this happened, several things happened. The Holy Spirit was poured out upon them, yes. Yes, they were filled with power. Yes, they were filled with boldness. And yes, they spoke with other tongues. But watch this. If that was all it was about, this is where some of you are about to be made free. Get ready now. You're about to get sucker punched by the Holy Ghost. If that was what it was all about, it was about those things, but if that is all it was about, they would have been bold, powerful, tongue-talking orphans. They would have been bold, powerful, tongue-talking orphans. That was not what it was all about. Hallelujah. That day when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them in the upper room, they began to speak with other tongues. They received the promise of the Father. And what was the promise of the Father? I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And where you go, I am going to be. And what you go through, I'm going to walk through you with that stuff. Somebody give him praise. If you believe the promise of the Father right now, you are no longer orphans. You are no longer by yourself. You no longer have to face it by yourself. You no longer have to walk through the fire by yourself. You are no longer orphans, but I have sent the spirit of adoption to dwell in you, and he is with you everywhere you go. There will never be a day where you're alone. There will never be a day where you don't have identity. There will now listen to me. If you're walking through a dark season right now and all your friends and family have left you know this, if you have the Holy Ghost, you are not walking alone. If you're walking through a lonely season and it seems like no one understands what you're going through, let me encourage you today. If you have the Holy Spirit, you ain't walking through it alone. If you're walking through a season of sickness right now and it seems that no one can help you, let me encourage you in this. You're not walking through it alone. The Holy Ghost can help you. Hallelujah. 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 My God, he did said, I will not leave you orphans, but I will come to you. I've come to tell some of you today that when you went through that divorce,
and depression knocked on your door, know this, it was the Holy Spirit that slammed the door back in his face. I'm on preaching this thing before I leave today. When you walk through that loss in your family member and suicide knocked on your door, it was the Holy Spirit that slammed the door in his face. When you messed up and failed to sin and you were thinking there is no help for me and hell came knocking on your door, it was the Holy Ghost that slammed the door in his face. So know this today. If you have the Holy Spirit, it don't matter what they say. It don't matter what you feel. It don't matter how it looks. There is somebody that has your hand that is walking you through the toughest time of your life, the roughest season of your life, the darkest moment of your life. He is the Holy Ghost. Come on, stand up in this place and give God 10 seconds of praise right now all over this house. Come on, if you're thankful for the Holy Ghost, give him praise today. Hallelujah. 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 I sense the Holy Ghost saying, I'm just waiting on some people to give me the reins back. I'm just waiting on some people to let me lead again. I'm just waiting on some people to let me help again. I'm just waiting on some people to get out of the way and stop thinking you God over your life and let me be God in your life and I will make the crooked path straight and I will make a way where there is no way and I'll light up the dark path and I'll be your everlasting lights. Glory. Glory. Oh, once you meet him. <laughs> once you meet him. Once you know him. But isn't it? We all go through these times. We've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, spoken tongues. Had that moment where he was leading us. For some reason, we said, I got it. I got it. I got it, Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of the Lord is saying today, I want to walk back in. You, you know, once you've done tasted of this, you can't run from it. I've talked to people that had backslid and stuff, and they told me, they said, Pastor, every night I laid my head down, I was miserable. It didn't matter how much I drank, it didn't matter how much I smoked, it didn't matter what I did, it didn't matter how much money I made, I laid my head down and said, oh, where's the peace and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost? That's what God's wanting to do. That's what he's going to do through this message. That's what he's going to do through this series. There, there's some of you, you ain't been to an altar since Buck was a calf. In case you don't know, that's a long time. There's some of you, oh man, you think you got it under control. You're making a big mess. Listen to the mercy of God. Listen to the Holy Ghost today. Come on in here.
let me take control. Let me fix this. I did it once before. You know I can do it again. I handled it once before. You know I can do it again. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is saying today. Hallelujah. Yeah, just for a moment. Those of you at home right now, I'm speaking to you as well. I'm speaking to you as well. When is the last time? When is the last time you sat and communed with the Holy Ghost? I'm not talking about trying to tell him what to do. He's not your servant. He's your helper. You need to know the difference. You need to know the difference. He comes alongside you and helps you. Same way Jesus would have done it if he was on the earth right now. He helps you. So for the next few moments, those of you at home right now, I want you to do the same thing we're about to do in here. I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands to the Lord, everybody in this house. I just want you to speak to him for a moment. Come on, if you're, some of you are really honest. If you're really honest, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. You, 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 may, have been, you may have spoken tongues or did other things that were or been used, but that's why you're in church and when you leave church you really don't have much communion with him it's it's okay God just got me here today to fix it that's all that's all I'm here to do it's just to deliver a word so we can fix that so that there can be some leading there can be some guiding the Holy Spirit can take you by your hand We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.